What's up? What's happening? It's me, Sam Butler, uh, with my good buddy Jack Anderson. You're listening to Don't Miss This Podcast, podcast where we just get together and just uh, get caught up on what we uh, what we missed. We chit, we chat, we we do we chat, we chat. Sometimes you know. we chat. You know, we we can get there if we need to. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it takes it takes some discipline, it takes some focus, but eventually, sometimes we chat. It's not my favorite thing to do, but it's something that's definitely worth doing. Oh yeah. In the moments, it's rewarding. Mm-hmm. It it's is. rewarding as hell to chat. Because who else chats? You know, know. it's our uh, it's our staple. If anything, it's it's the reason you should listen to Domus yeah. podcast to like and subscribe and share, please. As I know, everybody is responsibly doing. Yes, yes, of course, of course, we can see it. Yeah, because like, why, why tune into the show at all if you're not going to grow the show? That's fine. Because a, a grown product is a better product, and yeah. I, I personally would like to make this product better. Hey, we're working on it, man. Yeah, and uh, you know, being the podcast that we catch up on what we missed. Uh, what did you, uh, what you do this week, buddy? I'm gonna get into this week. Uh, nothing too crazy. Let's take, let's take my, let's take my brain back. You know, let's go back back to last Friday. Okay. We talk about Parasite. So, I head straight down. I get a fresh cut. I feel great. Mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. Uh, then uh, proceeded. Just uh, had, had a good weekend. Nothing too crazy. I feel like I did something on Saturday night. But I... Oh, I had two improv shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, great, you did. Great improv shows. Um, the first one, Forrest Gump in the 1992 Dream Team. I need to watch some Forrest Gump before I do that. Because... Wait, I saw you had it out. Are you watching it as like a character study to keep your shit fresh? Well, so for the first show I did, you know, yeah. to like have it ready and like I hadn't seen him in a year or two. So I was like, okay, yeah, this would be a good thing to do. And had a really good show. Um, like I think I think the impression went much better than I expected. The second one, I really, you know, I just kind of like did my day and then went and did the show. And uh, just didn't feel the impression, couldn't quite get my brain right on stage. It still went well, but like. I, I think it's cool that, like, we're at a point as performers now where we can kind of, like, it's not just doing it is good, mm-hmm. you know? You can kind of see where you're doing well and where you're falling. Yeah, you can actually analyze your own performance. Exactly. Like, I find, I, fi- I think I'm finally figuring out, like, what the very, very rough, you know, sandpaper version of what my voice is, mm-hmm. you know? And so, that's exciting and that's cool. And so, after that, I went straight from Grafenberg to the Voodoo uh, for an 11 p.m. show. And now... With Not Too Funny? With Not Too Funny, indeed. Uh, Dana Constanzer. And so here's what happened. I'll tell you about the whole... That show was pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Because what happened was we get there. 10 p.m. It's The Duel, which is a really fun show where improv teams, you know, battle each other to you know, win. Is that the not. King of the Hill one that we did? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but it's like Voodoo's version. It's been around for a little while. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's, it's a good show. Uh, and Sold Out House. I mean, just, you know, wall to wall. Everybody's nice. there watching some improv. Good times. Dana and I are getting ready and hanging and whatnot. Yeah, so it was packed for you guys. Well, uh, so um, uh, the 10 p.m. show, I would say, probably had 45, 50 people there, right? So good that's audience. A full house. Full house. We get set up for our show. At 11. At 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. And there are about 11 people. Yeah. Uh, there was the exact same number of people as the time it was. And so. Yeah, just people filed out exactly. from the previous show. And uh, so we went second. So there was the group called Talking Penguins went Well, first. that's good. At least you got the crowd still there. Well. Wow. <laughs> really? Let me. Uh, so, yeah, I'm sorry. Just no, keep, I'll just let you tell it. You're good. You're giving I'm trying me, to jump ahead. You're giving me some nice, uh, some nice uh, fly balls here. I love it. Um, so I'll talk about the audience that was there for Talking Penguins. 
ones, you know. So, talking penguins. Talking penguins. Good group. Fun group. Uh, fresh out of improv school. Uh, and so there was three kind of hipsters on the far right side, you know, kind of sitting mm-hmm. there. And they were talking throughout Talking Penguins set. Uh, which you're, not, you're supposed to let the penguins do the talking. Yeah, okay? it's the penguins. Yeah, it's very disrespectful. Stop fucking talking during performances. Right. You guys are assholes if you do it. And just don't go. Like, don't go. Nobody's yeah, if you don't want to be there, then don't be there. You don't have to go there and be a shit. Stop heckling. Like, you get on stage and start doing it and I'll, like, yammer and talk the whole time. And, and we'll see, see how you like it. Yeah, see so, how you like it. So shut up, you nerds. Um, douchebag. Then, on the far left side was another couple uh and they were uh they, they didn't really look like they wanted to be there uh at all they i was like why don't you just stand up and leave because they didn't seem to be enjoying or anything yeah whatever then dana's boyfriend was in like the first four rows and behind uh him was another group of three people nice looking people you know mm-hmm. they're they stuck around so good for them mm-hmm. and then two rows behind them were three people and now these people were the most interesting of them all because there was the annoying, like, Chad and Kathy hipsters on one side, but then there was this other group, and they were much louder. And their loudness, it was rather facetious in the mm. moment. Uh, what they were doing, I look back, two women, one big guy, sitting in the back, and the ladies are just giggling their minds out. And one girl is making some noises. And I'm like, oh, what? And then I look, and I'm like, that dude's hand is in her pants. Oh. Uh, dude. And then I'm like, uh, maybe, maybe he's Boo. just, maybe he's just like pretending yes. to, you know, and I look and he pulls out his two fingers and he makes her smell. He makes the friend smell. And what he smells the it. fuck? And they're just giggling it up. They the are just friend? I, I'm sitting there. I'm like, why are you in an improv what? theater? Yeah. Right go yeah. home and fuck. Yeah. What are you doing at an what improv is, theater? Uh, I don't get people who do the shit in public, mm-hmm. man. Like, what the fuck? And I mean, just the time of their lives. And you know, the friend smelled it? Or are they in a fucking uh, uh, tri- uh, triplet or whatever the fuck you call it? I'm just Dude, watching what them the like... hell? And live performance, no less. Yeah. I get... Okay, I can understand a movie a little bit more than a live performance right. where the person on stage literally has a lit up vision of the audience a yeah. lot of the time. Yeah. So it's like, you think you're getting away with it. The person on stage has some headlights blaring and yeah. can adjust their sight to see you. And poor talking Ooh. penguins, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. That was the first group. Go home and fuck. It's 11 o'clock, guys. You watched the duel. You had a good yeah, time. It's 11 o'clock. That is go home and fucking time. Right. Exactly. Not... Let's let's diddle each other at the show right. time. Like that. What the fuck? And here's here's uh, an extra thing. And I'm gonna put Voodoo on blast about this because they forgot to fucking add us to the thing. Like we were on the website and everything, but we weren't. Nobody knew that we were gonna come up and perform. We had to tell. <sighs> so Voodoo, uh, thank you for letting us perform there. But God, have some respect. You know I what I mean? Like, I feel like that's a common trend in, uh, amongst a lot of uh, Denver yeah. live performance stuff is not getting it together to advertise properly, to market properly. And here's what I'm and gonna. And it's like. Very, very frustrating for us as the performers. It's just like, hey man, I came here with the product that I was coming with, which is my humor and being, you know, whatever I perform. Yeah. It's your fucking job to sell it. Yeah. Like, what else am I doing? I'm wasting time. Yeah. You know? For an 11.30 show, like, I can only get so many people to consistently come to that. Right. All the time. That's a hard slot to make. It's a hard slot to make. And yeah, what was it? Friday? Saturday? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. People have plans. And here's the reason I feel... And a lot of people's plans aren't to go see their friends 
perform improv. Exactly. Like, every time that my friends have gone, like, any of my friends, I always say at the end of it, it means everything. Because it really does. Yeah. You don't have to. This is a weird thing. This is a bizarre thing we're doing. And I just hope you enjoy it, you know? It's pretty amateur. Yeah, it is. It's hard to watch. Like, I don't invite people... I've invited people a couple times to open mics. I don't invite people to open mics because they're not fun. Open mics suck. Yeah, it's an awkward situation. Yeah, open mics suck. Uh, there's a lot of bad comedy. Mm-hmm. You go there and it's like, and it, and I'm not being a hater by saying that because I've grown up and eaten shit. And other times it's just it's just it's not worth my time if I know what my material is is worked out and good. But it's definitely not worth someone else's time to go and sit through 40 fucking comedians yeah. that they didn't come to see and only the killers kill and everybody else in the middle is just like, all right, next next guy, next yeah. guy, next guy. And then I finally get up and they enjoy it. They're the only ones enjoy it because the they're the only ones there to the see state, me. Yeah, yeah. And everyone else is mad at me for going up because they wanted to go up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very shitty fucking place to be. Yeah. I've never been to a music open mic. I'm sure they're just as bad. It's going to be so awkward too because I'm sure, I mean like, like uh, stand up's funny where like you eat shit, pretty obvious you ate shit, but like also you're in, you're not like, you're pouring out your soul, but, like, in a controlled way, right? Yeah, and Music. your goal is to get the reaction and response right. from the audience. It's not a monologue, it's a dialogue. Yeah. And so you can tell if you're being a shitty conversation partner with your material and they're not responding. Yeah. But with the music, it's not like people are giving an emotional reaction unless it's at a concert where people are, like, dancing and going crazy. But if it's, like, the basic amateur shit, yeah. you really can't tell if you suck or not until someone throws something at you. And with stand-up, yeah, with stand-up, you can, like, at least be, like, kind of turn it around and be like, oh, this isn't going well. Ha-ha. You know, that happens all the time. Mm-hmm. With music, you have to see the song through. It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't yeah. matter how bad. You can, you can cut a bit yeah. in the middle and just be like, that's not working on the next thing. Mm-hmm. A song, you got to go through the whole song. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so going back to voodoo, which again, voodoo is a great place. It's my favorite yeah. place to perform. I mean, it's like it's such it's like the most a, comedy club feeling place besides actual comedy clubs. Exactly. Like it's 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 a really like fun spot. And what, what do I mean, actual comedy clubs? It is a comedy club. It is. But it's not the comedy works. Right. It's not the improv. Which also, I don't know what's up yeah. with the improv. Like who yeah. performs there? We have an improv at Stapleton, and it's like. I've never heard of anybody ever coming advertising. To... Hey, I'm going to the Denver Improv. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't it's think always I have comedy works or comedy works south. Yeah. Like, why we have an improv? I don't know. Just because we. Or why isn't Bud Friedman putting in more effort to make the improv known? It. It's his money, man. Yeah. I. I. You're. You're asking. Uh, you're asking questions. We all are. Right. But uh, with Voodoo, like, great place, amazing. It's just like we only get to perform there once a month. We're the last group to go. Like, it's already kind of like a chitting spot that I'm, I'm happy to take because I want to get on stage. Right. But, like, at least make me feel like I'm not an inconvenience to be there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I can say this because this is what happened. So we got up there, right? Dane and I. Um, clearly, so hipsters had already left by the time we got up there. That one couple on the side that didn't look like they want to be there were heading out the door. And then the big guy and the other two ladies were leaving. And I even said to the guy, I was like, hey, oh my gosh, we're going to miss them. You guys had such a fun night. Mm-hmm. Why Why let it end so early? I'm just kidding. Please get out of the theater. Please leave. And no, I we don't want you. Yeah. And then I, was like, I was like, get the fuck out of here. So it was Tana's boyfriend and then the three people behind him. The Diddling crew. Yes. Uh, or the Diddling crew was gone. Oh, um, okay. I, I said the... I, I, uh, oh, they were just there for the first group. Exactly. And... Uh, you were talking about leaving. Okay. 
Exactly. And so then the other three behind um, Dana's boyfriend, Dan, was... They, they, you could tell they were, like, getting ready to leave. They were, like, kind of like, oh, boy, here we go. But, as you know, Dana and I have a way of engaging the audience at the beginning that causes people to stick around because we'll go out and we'll interview people and, like, you know, get their... Get their uh, well, you do something that's actually a really smart tool to use is that you guys put them on the hook. Yeah. You force them to be on the hook. Yeah. They're your little worms, and you just go out there, and you're just like, hey, man, we're fishing, and you're the bait. Yeah. And, like, we're Fishing for laughs, and you're the bait. Exactly. We're not, like, forcing you to be funny. We're not going to try and make fun of you, but we need that information. And so because of that, that group stuck around, and I'm going to say it. I I think this this was my experience was, and I'm my own worst critic, we made a room of four people sound like a room of 40. That's like, awesome. We came out that there. That is the best feeling. And we were like, I don't, like, th- th- we don't give a fuck. Like, at this point, yeah, it sucks that we weren't on the list and that we were, uh, you know, um, we lost two-thirds of our audience the moment we stepped on stage. Mm-hmm. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter because, yeah. like, we have good chemistry and we know how to make a show work. Right. So I'm just like... All right, like we we have we got to find some opportunities to like keep honing this and keep working on it because like I think we got a really good thing going, Dana mm-hmm. and I, and I'm excited about it. And it was a phenomenal. It was maybe my favorite show I've ever done. That's a great feeling. It right. is. If you can make something out of nothing like that, it's yeah. It's, it, if you can, it's something that confirms to yourself that you are funny. Exactly. Exactly. We you could, have the skill. It's not at, like you're followed into it as backwards and, right. and nothing's accidental you're making it exactly and the fun work. part about the two-person team that i didn't even really expect is that there is you know when you have six people plus on stage you know it's really elaborate and it's like mm-hmm. a show but there's a lot of confusion and who's gonna say what and like oh i got a line ah, shit they said something else that threw it off and it's it's fun it's fine but like it tests and I, you. Exactly. It tests you, and you you're, you have to stay present within the scene and, I think and not the room. We both got like an equal number of laughs. It wasn't mm-hmm. like Dana stole the show or I stole the show. We both kind of have this nice like, all right, I got a point, you get a point. I got a point, you got a point. That's steam, and that's good improv. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise you get scenes like uh, in Don't Think Twice when Keegan-Michael Key's character right. decides to go full Obama yeah. and steal the show. Like... That's not good improv. Yeah. Sure, it might showcase him, but that's not the point of improv. Is It's the team aspect. Right. If you want to be the one who's going to steal the show, then go do a solo improv show. People can do that. You can build a scene of multiple characters by yourself. Go do that. Yeah. The whole point is to have a team. I mean, like that's why I like doing it with you guys is like... It's a team, and also we're friends. Yeah, like that. Exactly. It's none of us are there. Like, oh, this is just my vehicle. Yeah, you know, it's psychological. I feel like I've seen a few performers bounce from troop to troop because they're just getting stage time there. But it's like they're not invested in the troop. Right. It's their vehicle. Exactly. To get exposure and stuff, and it's like if if you're not about the crew, then you're not about the ship. Yeah. You know, like it. It's one or the other you can't go do your own thing if you're gonna fuck people over like that exactly and so that's awesome to hear that you guys are that connected and on that same page to just be bouncing back and forth back and forth and like you know serving each other home runs yeah yeah 
you know. And it was it's good times, you know. And so like, yeah, thank you, Voodoo, and please write our name on the fucking whiteboard next time. Yeah, that'd be know? sweet. That'd, that'd be, be kind of sweet. Just, just I mean, it's it's it's, it's the little it's, things, man. It's three words. It's three words. Yeah. You could just put it at the bottom. Um, it's like, you know, and we swear to God, we will get you more tickets. Right. I swear and we the, can do it. And the uh, attitude is, it's like they're doing you the favor by giving you stage time. It's like, no, you're kind of doing them the favor by bringing the people in. Yeah. You know, yeah. and selling the product that they're, or actually delivering the product that they're selling being a comedy playhouse, quote unquote. Right, right. You know, so, yeah, that's on them. That's kind of shitty, but, you know, at it's least, right. it's not the at biggest least deal you the guys world. were able to turn it around. Exactly. Because that is such a crushing blow to not get your exposure like that right. and people don't know you're there yeah to, like, to to not have to to feel like you weren't even supposed to be there and mm-hmm. then most of the audience leaves because they think the show is over and you're just kind of like hey we've been paying this theater for classes and you know trying to just trying to get better at this at this thing mm-hmm. for three years yeah i've been with voodoo for three, three years, years you know now. and I, I don't think anybody knows my name and maybe that's my fault for not being down there as much ah. But, like, I don't know. You know. I've been doing comedy in Denver for five, almost six years now. Yeah. Not as much as I should, but literally nobody knows me. Yeah. I mean, and the people who do only know me because of Facebook. Right, right. You know. So, so yeah, it's funny. And it's just like, you know, Conan O'Brien, that thing that uh, Pete Holmes always brings up, that Conan O'Brien thing. You just got, you know, you're, you're in this orchestra mm-hmm. and you're playing the triangle and you just got to keep playing it. Yeah. Let's keep doing your thing. Keep your head down. Focused on your thing. Keep doing it. And then eventually someone will hear it. And someone will actually take notice and just be like, hey, that triangle's pretty good sounding. You know? And yeah. like, that's just kind of how I've been, you know, looking at it. Because it's like, uh, it, it's a competitive thing. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, everyone's trying to get the same job. So right. it's like it's glamorized a lot with podcasts and stuff now that I think about it with like, you know, you see Joe, Ari, Bert, and Tom mm-hmm. all do their thing. Well, not every comedian's that, that friendly. And I'm sure that even coming up before people knew who they were, there was some of that little bit of a division. Yeah. Now they have their audiences. They're making their money. They have the job. Mm-hmm. But before coming up, I feel like it's like that with everybody. There is some sort of wall, like thin wall of distance. Yeah. So and guardedness because it's like at the end of the day they're thinking like, hey man, I I'm trying to get this job. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and if you get it, that means I don't get it. Exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just you're it's, a cool dude, but I'm trying to make this. Yeah. My thing, you know, like and, and it sucks, but it also you can't take it personally. Exactly. Oh, and I don't. You know, like, I saw that our name wasn't on the board and whatever, and I was just kind of like, oh, well, um, all right, well, I hope people stick around. That was just mainly my thought was, I hope people That's stick around. That's always my thought. It's like, I hope people stick around. I hope there's it, someone there, because... And I don't even think it's... Otherwise, a, I'm just talking to the host. Yeah, I don't think it's a reflection on Voodoo, either, because, like, nah. we were on, we were on like, the, the computer screens and stuff like that. Our tickets were for sale. Like, there's no doubt about that. But it's, like, it's more like the management of the house that mm-hmm. night. You know, how do you not know that there's going to be another team. Like, I right. Mean, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those... And, and it's like, you're the one putting on the show, and I, I feel like just from how control freaky I am, like, from an administrative standpoint, I would want to have my fucking ducks in a row, everything tacked down, and know 100% of how it's going to go. Because yeah. I'm in control of that. But it's like, all of a sudden, this other team shows up that... 
I knew about, but didn't factor into my plan. It, it's just stupid. Like, I don't, like, why have that job? Yeah. Like, the light person didn't know that we were going to get on the stage, you know? Yeah, and that is the legit fact that we, bananas. The fact we had to tell them, you know? And that like, is bananas. That we've is, sold tickets in the past, you know? Yeah. It's just it's crazy, you know? It's, it's you, one of those things. You both do have a draw. Yeah. It's not, it's You're not, just not too funny. Yeah, it's not a complaint. <laughs> it's just a matter of, like, a little bit of respect, you know? Just, but, a, little, just a little bit of effort. You and know? even if we do have to keep performing to four people, we'll fucking rock the house right. with four people it right. doesn't it at the end of the day it doesn't matter but i thought it's hard that out there yeah but other than that it's been just puppies and workouts all week you know mm-hmm. just chilling hanging out with How's the dog Pluto? Pluto's doing good he's put on yeah. a lot of weight he's is getting, he he's growing he's getting big it's boy, crazy yeah. how quick dogs grow yeah, yeah. because like it would have only been like a couple of months that I would have had Tiny Winston. Mm-hmm. Like I got him when he was a year old. He's still a puppy, and he was like massive. Yeah, he was a sixty-five pounds. He's up eighty-five pounds now, Jeez. but it's like, fuck, he was still way too big. So yeah, yeah we Pluto's got, gonna keep growing over the next couple of years. We got Pluto a month ago. We got him. I believe he was fifteen pounds when we got him, and now he's like twenty-seven or something mm. like that. Yeah, he's. He's a thick boy. Um, he's a thick boy. He's a thick ass boy. A little, little motherfucker with the biting. You know, as, <laughs> that's uh, just poppy, man. That's some poppy shit. It's called the piranha face. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah that's no, just... uh, I remember because you know I got Winston after a year. I didn't have anything to do with his rearing and upcoming growing up being a pup <laughs> like that. So I, I missed that for him. But with Katie, my dog before him, she you know golden retriever. We knew the family <laughs> who had her so they had a whole litter of these little golden retriever puppies and they had those needle sharp teeth yeah and they were just running around biting everybody's heels in the house to the point that they had to start wearing shoes it yeah. used to be a shoeless household and they're just like i can't deal with these puppies biting my goddamn achilles man <laughs> these puppies are going bananas have, like it'll be moments i'll have like a nice like minute or two with pluto where he's just like all laid out in my lap licking having a good time yeah like, this is amazing and then he just gets this little thing and, and i'm like Fuck. It's about to say, it doesn't take much to get Winston into that mode. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why do the dogs play like that? Why yeah. is play also their fighting? Well, <laughs> I, I think I actually know why, because I've been thinking about this a lot. And, uh, I, you know, it's like dogs are descendants of wolves, so mm-hmm. their genetics are wired to mainly just eat carcasses. Yeah. Chase things down and eat the carcass, right? Mm-hmm. That's oh. the goal. So they play like they behave, which is to rip apart carcasses, be violent, bite a lot. It's it's to them. It's just practice. Like they're just playing, having mm-hmm. a good time. To us, we're like, oh, stop it! Oh my god! Like, how can you have something that's so cute and also so quickly frustrating at any given moment? That's the thing about mm-hmm. having a dog, which I love. You know, at the end of the day, it's all worth it. But there will be these moments where it'll make me really mad, and I'm just like, I'm like. How can I get mad at a puppy? Mm. But I'm fucking pissed at a puppy right now, you know? Yeah. Like, I can't do it with this dog, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you think about it, too, with, like, what you just said about how they're descended from wolves. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the video of the British woman who met the wolves? No. What? Oh, my God. I was, it, and I found it while you were talking. Is this quick little video of this British woman meeting wolves. And she's like howling with them trying to seem like she's one of them uh-huh. oh my god there like there's a longer one but i, I can't find the clip but... do they attack her no dude oh. it is the most insane thing so i got it from your mom's house podcast uh 
because Tom and Christina lately have been showing videos of people with these radically diff, like dangerous animals mm-hmm. that are mostly like domesticated, but it's still like you know they're apex predators, man. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's like a dude petting a brown bear, mm-hmm. you know, the biggest bear with like the one swipe can kill you, you yeah. know, and like. <laughs> This lady is just out there with these wolves, hanging out with them, howling with them, petting them. But the thing that got me in the video, these wolves come up to her and she's like, how they communicate and meet each other is they lick each other's insides of their mouths Mm -hmm. so they can taste where they've been and understand like who they are and whatnot. Right. And it's the same thing with smell each other's asses. But she lets these wolves, these wolves that have eaten animals. Every day. Every day. day and have rotting flesh between their teeth. Just let them lick the inside of her mouth, man. And their face, their mouth, like, goes around her face. Like, it could rip her fucking face off. Yeah. And she's out there with this goddamn thing. And treating them like they're dogs. Yeah. And then, like, she goes, it's very important. To not make any sudden moves or show anything that might be misconstrued as hostility. And so there's this wolf just checking out the inside of her mouth. This other wolf comes up. And then they start fighting. Oh, Literally in front of her face. And it's just like, go play with some Pomeranians, (laughs) alright? Wolves, don't fuck with that shit. Yeah. You know, and there's this place in uh, Russia they showed mm-hmm. where it's this lion sanctuary resort that they have in Russia. But, you know, the people, too, are Russians, mm-hmm. so they don't give a fuck about anything. And they're driving in one of those, like, limousine golf carts through this enclosure. And this lion just comes up to the front and just climbs through the front and climbs in between everybody to the back seat. And nobody gets out. Jeez. Nobody gets out. They have this lion in their face and nobody gets out. Wouldn't that be amazing if we could create peace with apex predators? Like, all right. the apex predators are just cool with humans. Yeah. Like, like, we don't hurt them. They don't hurt us. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, hey, we run this shit now. Like, right. all of us together, yeah. you know? We're on each other's good sides. That's my you know dream. we got some guns and some knives mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we can come at you guys with. But also... Keep your guns and knives away. I'm excited for like the give the crocodilian party, the uh, the uh, feline party. You know mm-hmm. these the and then within them the subdivisions. That, that was another video yeah. on your mom's house with this woman, which I don't I don't know if it was like a fetish thing or what, but it was just this pretty docile alligator. Yeah, just, it, it was in some sort of like garage looking thing. Just fucking chilling. Yeah, just chilling, and she's massaging it. Just rubbing its shoulders, giving its neck and like behind the jaws a massage, and but like she's got like this crazy huge rack uh-huh. and a low cut shirt. So she's leaned over and you're just looking at her cleavage next to this crocodile, and you're just kind of like, well, is this a fetish or what's going on? But also that literally like she's up right behind its jaws and you know right where the corner ends. All it would have to do is turn its head and jump. Bite her, like it could, it could just bite her tits off, dude. Like it was fucking right there, and it's like the common trend with all these videos, Jack. You want to know what the common trend is? Huh. I bet you could guess. Uh, all the people in them are white. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. White people fuck with shit like that. That's but it's just like a strong white person kind of thing. <laughs> oh, you're not kidding. This woman looks like like a straight up prostitute. Yeah, like she. I mean, she looks like she can do more pants. Yeah. Uh, she. The, oh my god. Yeah, and she's just massaging this croc. It's a gator, right? Yeah, it's, it's a, a gator. I, I was looking sure. at this now, and I'm like, it's a gator. That is. 
That's a lot for me in this video. <laughs> there's a lot happening for me. There's right a lot now. of your favorite uh, things in that video right there. Yeah. Now she stood up and had a nice pair of legs. Boy, that's uh, that's a number one ballot for you well, on Pornhub. Dude, that's, that's what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's a big gator, too. Yeah. That thing's, that thing's huge. <laughs> I'm not that, fucking around. That thing's got to be like 10 feet long. I mean, at least. Jesus. Yeah. You know, yeah, that thing could just turn its head and bite her tit off, like Give literally. Chomp. Yeah, if you wanted to, if you wanted to, man. But fucking, hey, other than that, I've been just chilling this week. You mm-hmm. know, whatever. You know, it's a normal one. It's hanging. Yeah. How about you? What you been um, to? my week's been pretty fucking laid back. Um, let's see. Uh, Saturday, Saturday, I couldn't get it off, but. I did not start my shift till nine, so that was pretty good. So mm-hmm. Anjan and I were able to uh, get our belated Valentine's Day on. Went to uh, a place called Raising Canes. Have you ever heard of them? Mm-mm. Probably not, because for some reason, well, not not for some reason. For the reason that it is, is that Littleton is so goddamn white mm-hmm. that we don't get the good chicken places around here. <laughs> It's just facts, yeah, man. We don't have a Popeyes. We don't have a Churches. We don't have a Raisin Canes. All right. I want fried chicken so bad. Yeah, right now. and it's chicken fingers is what this place specializes in, uh, and they're good. Are they? The sauce is the whole. This is the only place that it's like yeah, we have our cane sauce. And I'm like, okay, is it just gonna be ketchup and mayonnaise like every other place? And they have their own unique sauce. I don't know what the fuck it is, but it's good. I okay. like it. Okay. But the thing that got me about this place was the name. It's called Raising Canes. And I'm, I'm next to the door, they have their whole story. And what the story was, was the guy who made it, some guy named Todd, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, while they were building it, their original place, trying to come up with a name. I'm sorry. You're going to start a business, have the name first. Sure. That's number one. Sure. We came up with Don't Miss This for our podcast before we started the podcast. We yeah. didn't just start being like, all right, it's a Jack and Sam show. <laughs> we'll just figure it out from there. No, yeah. we were DMT. Before we made this shit. That's true. You know, Before we ever hit record. This guy was like, oh, let's just start building the restaurant. And while they were doing it, this guy had his dog around. It was like lab, you know, golden lab that was named Kane. So they were just like, let's make it the official mascot. Like the construction crew were like, let's make it the mascot. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, cool. So well, let's actually name the company that. But the Raising Canes part. Just call it Canes, man. If you're gonna name it after the dog, don't call it Raising. Like, like I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna name my next uh, special. I'm gonna I'm gonna name a comedy special. I'm gonna call it Raising Winston. <laughs> you know, or or, or we're, we're gonna change this podcast to just Raising Winston. Uh, what, dude? <laughs> just call it Canes. Yeah, the podcast could be called Winston. Special be called Winston. Makes it makes sense. Just Winston. Yeah. It don't have to be the. I, I just didn't get it. <laughs> chicken was good though. Yeah, went there and then uh, oh, chicken. I love chicken tenders. Yeah. It sounds so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. I might get some. <laughs> yeah, I go all the way out Aurora Way, man. Oof. Or, or Denver. It's probably everything to the north of us. Mm-hmm. You can get this shit. You can get Popeyes or churches. Just nothing south. Yeah, nothing south or yeah. until you get to, like, Pueblo or Colorado Springs area. Right. But Littleton... We're we're so racist here that it's just like yeah we're not we're not gonna have any of the black people restaurants around here and it's it's kind of bullshit it's yeah. it, not kind of bullshit it is bullshit you can feel the vibe man yeah you can feel that nonsense it's Whiteleton mm-hmm. and it fucking sucks that's why Littleton sucks it's like why we're all walking around like 
There's nothing to do. We call it little fun. Literally call it little fun. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, man, um, I don't know. Maybe if there was some diversity, because white people culture is other people's culture. Yeah. We've just stolen a lot of other people's culture. So that's white people culture. But if you just like, no, we're going to have, uh, and I mean, it's not like we're segregated, but it is just a predominantly white city. Yeah. There's nothing going on because there's nothing interesting. Everybody's a shit boring. It's yeah. lame. It's shit. It's like, get some Popeyes in here. Change change the scenery a little bit. Might be a different story. Yeah. Littleton might be on and popping. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Give it a shot. It's, give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> We're renting properties in Littleton. Start uh, you know, opening your uh, heart yeah. to uh, people of different race. All I would say is if they open a Popeyes in the area, I'd eat the fuck out of it. Dude, the chicken sandwich is good. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's really good. People go crazy. I don't want to have to drive 20, 30 minutes out of my way. People kill each to other. To get a good it. chicken sandwich. Yeah, people killed each other for mm-hmm. it. You know? And Chick-fil-A, I mean, Chick-fil-A's great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but of course. It's a white person's chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't suck, but it's also like, are you close on Sunday? Yeah. The exactly. day that I want Chick-fil-A, why do you, it's always closed. Why do you hate the gays? You yeah, know? why do you Just hate the over, gays? You know? Why do you hate people of color? Why? What, what, what's your deal, Chick-fil-A? Yeah. I don't want my racist homophobic sandwich. <laughs> I want my I want my chicken sandwich with uh, some actual... Uh, soul. Soul. Yeah. You know, to put it that way. Yeah, <laughs> why not? I mean, it is. But, no, that place was our... It was good. But it, I have issues with the name. Sure. And also that it's not in Littleton. Neither here nor there. Sunday. What was Sunday? Because uh, I had worked the night before, and Sunday I missed all XFL football. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I, I missed, I missed it this whole past week. Apparently, the Guardians are trash. Mm-hmm. Matt McGloin is a flaming <laughs> dumpster. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I missed XFL. What was I doing fucking Sunday? Oh, that's me. Oh. Uh, I can't remember. Monday, I had work. Whole shift, I work in. It was it seven to three in the morning, right? Whole shift, Jack. I'm not kidding you. One order, really. Eight hours of just sitting there. Yikes! Yikes! Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> it's a long day. Man. It's a long day, and so and the same was last night. Three orders. Tuesday I had off, or no, not in the last night, but Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Thursday I had off. But uh, both Monday and Wednesday, it was just slow as shit. So Wednesday, I showed up a couple hours late because I got my schedule wrong. Uh, but we were playing Nintendo and played Mario Party. That's what we did with our night. Mm-hmm. So I got paid to play Mario Party. That's pretty Monday, good. I took to reading uh, Volume 3 of the... Scott Snyder, I think that's his name, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo's Batman series that I've been letting you borrow. Mm-hmm. So I finished that whole third volume, Death of the Family, and it's fucking crazy. Okay. Read that, started reading the Doomsday Clock, which in the comics is a sequel to Watchmen. Um, but then I was just thinking, like, I had this sketch idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I usually bring my backpack, but I forgot my backpack. And so I couldn't write the thing out and I really hate trying to write scripts in my notes on my phone and I don't know why this idea popped into my head I'm like what do they have a final draft app buddy 
They do. Really? Yes. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I spent the rest of Monday writing a okay. script. I'm not done with it, but I started writing a sketch, and I think you'll like the sketch. Okay. So, and I hope that it's, like, that's my thing with my writing. What's been pissing me off is that I need to start tightening shit up. Right. And I write Tarantino-style fucking dialogues that don't go anywhere. Uh-huh. And it's like, all right, I got to cut out of this, re- reevaluate it. Like, it's just the opening conversation with two characters, and I make it go like a page and a half. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. That's just supposed to be, that's your jumping on point. Then get the plot going. Then get... You know all the other elements involved because it's mm-hmm. not about them talking about Inception, right? You know? Right. Yeah, yeah. You can you can only it's keep pretty, that going. It's for pretty so easy long. for me to get lost in a conversation with two people going back and forth, and then it just goes nowhere. But I can do it now on my phone, man. Sure, sure. On my phone, and then it saves as an FDX file. You can export as a PDF, and then I can just whoop, mm-hmm. drop it right in the Dropbox. So. That's a cool new thing that I get to do at work now. Nice. And, uh, I don't know, otherwise it's been a pretty uneventful week. Uh, I got, uh, ordered uh, a pair of J's. Nice. There we go. I saw they, they were rolling over their new selection, and so I got them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I got those coming, and, uh, a couple new hats. That's pretty much it for me this week, but, uh, I gotta say that I, I am so mad at this state. We're going to roll over to Sammy's Soapbox. Mm-hmm. Right. I ordered these J's, right? I ordered those Converse. I ordered, or I ordered those Adidas, right? I haven't had a new pair of shoes in a while since this pair of Adidas that I wore, wore over here. Mm-hmm. Now, why in the goddamn fuck does our state have to be so weird and fucky about the weather? Right. All right? We don't have snow, November, December, most of January. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, we get something that I didn't know was a term. It's called Fool's Spring, where it's in oh, that yeah. period of time where the weather seems nice, and then all of a sudden Groundhog Day comes rolling around, and then we get smashed. Mm-hmm. Winter starts for us late. What the actual fuck? And you know me. You know me. I fucking hate the winter. I hate the snow. I hate sure. the cold. And then it's just like, all right, we get some new shoes. I'm going to start rocking them. And bam, we get hit with back to back to back to back snowstorms. And I can't wear my fucking shoes, man. I'm just looking at these shoes and I'm just like, oh, those would look cool on my feet if they weren't going to get immediately trashed if I step outside. I wore my Converse yesterday and it was because I knew I wasn't going to be in anywhere that had snow or at least places where I could avoid the snow. It's fucked up. That we keep getting hit with this. But even more fucked up because now my job is to drive on the roads. Right, right. And it's around people who don't know how to drive in the fucking snow. Yeah. Hey, man. Don't move to Colorado. Our state literally is famous for skiing. Yeah. And snow. But, you know, I'm just admitting myself that I always underestimate it. I forgot about it. And then it hit. But I'm not mad about it, and I know how to handle it yeah. when I'm driving, you know? And so, you get these people out here, don't know how to drive, so they're either going too fast or too slow. And also, they don't know where the lanes are, yeah. man. 
You're driving, and I can clearly see the dashes. You know, people have you know, warmed down the snow enough that you can see the dashes, and then you adjust yourself. And then there are people where the dashes are in the middle of their car, and yeah. they're just like, fuck it. Yeah, they're like, we'll see where this goes, you know? That's how I'm driving, and then they'll be, like, drifting over into your lane, and it's just like, dude... How do you not see me here? Mm-hmm. How do you not see the lines? What are you... Do- Fuck, bro. Oh, my God. I am so sick of the winter. I'm so sick of the snow. I, like... I love Colorado. I love living here. Sure. Denver's great. You know, uh, uh, the mountain being right in our backyard is great. But it's like... I gotta I got get a second house for, <laughs> the, for the winter. It's like fucking Los Angeles. Hell, Arizona. Someplace that doesn't get the fucking snow i cannot fathom it anymore man it is such bullshit (laughs) that we have to spend months out of this year just bundled up i don't get to wear the six shirts i want to wear i got that metallica shirt i haven't been able to wear it because it's under hoodies that's fine and i'm just like nobody gets to see how cool this shirt is Mm -hmm. except for me i'm the one and it's like i'm walking around with a secret (laughs) it's like oh yeah my batman my camo batman shirt you didn't know i was wearing that that's Nobody fair. knows I'm wearing it. I have no idea. You know, and it's like, I just want t-shirt, jeans, cool shoes all year round. Not to worry about it. Mm-hmm. I'll, put, I'll throw on a hoodie. I, I like this hoodie. I'll sure. throw it on. But I don't want to have to bundle up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to wear jackets. Man. Yeah, three or four layers, you know. Right. Yeah. It's, it's fucked. It's intense, man. It's been, it's been a lot. It's been a lot over the past three yeah. weeks. Like, yeah. and, and, and here's here's the cherry on top of this shit Sunday, Jack. You'd think. At least this is how I think. Mm. It snows, I get delivery. Alright? Because I don't want to drive out in that snow. Mm -hmm. Delivery person, I tip better. Because they're facing the snow for me. Yes. These motherfuckers are tipping me one dollar on a fucking like thirty dollar delivery down by Coors Field. Yeah. That is a lot of driving in the worst conditions to bring you these cookies. Cookies. Cookies Cookies that you spent $30 on, homeboy. Yeah. And you're going to give me a dollar. What kind of animal are you? Yeah. You deserve to be, like, I don't know, drawn and quartered (laughs) in the middle of the streets for that kind of mistreatment. Like, working a job where tips... Uh, make it up when I'm actually working, mm-hmm. you know. So when I'm actually working, I'm not just sitting waiting for orders. I have to rely on tips, man. Right. Because otherwise, I don't make my hourly. And being in that position, I'm like, oh, sometimes twenty percent ain't enough. Sure. So now I understand. I see it in a different world, different light, and the way I tip now. Now. Yeah. And I tip based on service, of course. But also, you know, standard 20%. Mm-hmm. But, you know, add some more. Pay it forward. Give that out to the world. Sure. Give off those vibes. Mm-hmm. Pay it forward. These people are just like, nah. This guy's going to drive through the shit to give me my shit. And I'm going to give him a dollar. Yeah. A dollar. Then you get some people that are just like, very rare, but very cool. And they're like, hey man, I just spent $10 on these cookies. Here's six dollars for you, and it's just nice. like, thank you. You understand? Mm-hmm. Driving in the snow is bullshit. Yes, it's terrible. It's terrible, and it's the worst. And it's not just a, it's not just a Colorado problem, man. No, it's not just a Colorado problem. This happens in New Hampshire too. Yeah, and uh, 
That that was what I was. You you, you segued for me, but yeah. that's what I was going to segue into. Of course. This is, uh, this is, okay, so as much as I can bitch moan and complain about the winter here, uh-huh. I can't bitch moan and complain about the winter in the Midwest. Yes. Or New England. Right. Exactly. Those winters are savage. People mm. in Buffalo, New York. Mm-hmm. People in Chicago. People in Milwaukee. The winters they experience. The cold. They think I'm a pussy. Yeah. But also, I am a pussy. I don't like the cold. I don't like the snow. You know, more bundled up, the better. The warmer I am, the better. Not some people. Not some people. Some people prefer to dive into it, if you will. You know, in a, in a moment of uh, rebellion. In a moment yeah, of uh, a moment anger. Of, you know, and it's not like these polar plunge savages. No, 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 no. This, this story that we have, you brought to my attention, and I actually was like, I get it. I this, get this guy. Yeah, this is a man who, who wants people to know where he's at. Yeah. His emotions, his feelings. He's in New Hampshire, mm-hmm. and he's a cop, right? Yeah. He's so, a cop. He's running the only cop in the department? Is that what you one, just said? It's the one-man police department in New Hampshire, uh, the city of uh, Croydon, uh, C-R-O-Y-D-O-N, if I'm mispronouncing that. Oh, not to be mixed up with Kratom. That's right, that's right, which, <laughs> Kratom, it's my favorite. Oh, yeah. uh, but, so we've got, we've got uh, old uh, Chief Richard Lee, and uh, he, uh, they, they decided to eliminate their one-man police staff, um, and he decided, in an effort of protest, to... Uh, strip down to his underwear and walk in to a snowstorm. Uh, now, as one does, as one does, of course. That's how I wish more people would quit because then Honestly. you're never forgotten. Everybody's obsessed with this idea. It is the most alpha move. It is. It ever. is. If you, if somebody fires you and they just say, "Hey, budget cuts," like there's mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes you deserve to be fired. Right. Sometimes people deserve that. And, and that's the thing is that he's wearing a uniform. Uh huh. Uniform. The uniform. Um, and so, you know, that's one thing. That's my big bugaboo right. about being in the workforce. It's probably up there in top three reasons I want to be a comedian or an actor or sure. whatever in this industry. Uh, is because I don't like the uniform. Right. I don't like wearing the uniform. I don't like uh, buying the uniform. Yeah. Having to pay for the uniform. I don't like wearing something that's not mine on my chest. Now, this man had made his entire career doing it. And at the end of the day, these cops are in head-to-toe uniforms. Yeah. And when you get fired, you got to return it. What are you going to do? Show up in your street clothes like a little baby back bitch? Exactly. Exactly. Or, or, or do you, do you, did you bring a spare change? And you're just going to change out of that and give them the clothes all neatly folded and dry cleaned? No, 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 no. You, this place has disrespected you. You have been the one cop mm-hmm. of this precinct. For how does it say how long he was employed? Uh let's see. It's probably deeper in the article here. Um... Well, for one thing, it's absolutely ludicrous to just be like, "All right, we only have one cop. We're getting rid of it." <laughs> yeah, that, and also just being like, "One cop for the whole city." Yeah, fuck it. Like, there's, it's there's it's New Hampshire. I mean. The most gangster thing to come out of, oh no, that's Connecticut, but, but right there, next to it, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. Connecticut, uh, the hardest thing to come out of that region is Aaron Hernandez, out of Bristol, Connecticut. He's the most gangster fucking person from that region. New Hampshire, I feel like it's just so lame, yeah. it's just like, ah, there's not enough crime going on here. Yeah, yeah. It's and I think I think it, and he had been employed for over twenty years. Yeah, um, two yeah. decades 
plus mm. of your life, and they're just gonna be like, ta ta. Yeah, I feel like if Bye-bye. you get, I feel like if you get laid off, you you can do whatever you want. You can you you deserve to do whatever you right. want right. when you leave. And and it doesn't matter. Yeah, honestly, you want to strip nude? Do it. Do you know? it. You want and to make punch a some statement people? and leave. Do it. An impression. Exactly. You know, he should have arrested more people mm-hmm. for no reason. Just start uh, fucking uh, rounding up whiteies up there in New Hampshire doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, they'd just be like, how does it feel? Yeah. I'm going to profile you. I'm going to profile my own people. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and you start doing that, uh, you know, and then start uh, acting out. Because it, it, it'd be one, okay. If he was given a notice, like a two weeks, hey, we're going to shut down this precinct, mm-hmm. oh man, if I were him, I would have gone ludicrous. Oh yeah. I would have been, I would have done uh, shit like from the movie Let's Be Cops. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Damon Wayans, Jake Johnson, yeah. going up to people smoking weed, take their joint, start hitting it in front of them, you know, like fucking smash some mailboxes with a baseball bat. And just be like, what are you going to do? Yeah. I'm on a short time, motherfucker. Yeah. I feel like you have the right to do that. And yeah. they should give you the two weeks notice so that you can at least leave on a good note. Exactly. Rather than with frostbitten feet. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. But this guy, the, the the amount of, like, cojones that it takes to just, that's how you're going to leave. Strip out and go into a blizzard. Like like a man, like, like at the end of uh, The Incredible Hulk, the show, yeah. just walking down the street with thumbs up. Do, 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 do. Just dumb. Yeah, go. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And uh, I like this guy. I yeah. like this guy, and I feel like uh, more people should quit in a bigger fashion. Make the headlines when you quit or get fired. That's right. Because right. how, how else will you be remembered? What is your legacy? Yeah. It could be dumb. That's the beauty. Leave a legacy. Yeah. Just like the legacy of, you know, everybody loves the T-Rex, right? He loves the old T-Rex. Well, apparently, Canadian scientists uh, have discovered a new T-Rex relative. Now, Imagine, like, I want to walk you back there. You, you said everybody likes a T-Rex. Yeah, everybody loves T-Rex. I know some T-Rex haters. Uh, well, we don't like, even uh, want to think about uh, that. Who, who's that guy on, uh, who was on the Rams, the Hard Knocks Rams, who didn't believe in dinosaurs but oh, believed yeah. in mermaids? Yeah, I don't remember his name, but just, yeah. Uh, How do you not like a velociraptor? How do you not like a stego? Why don't you, like, for people that don't want dinosaurs to be alive, why? Why not? Why why don't you want them to have existed? Why would would someone go to the lengths to make up bones and fossils like that? To trick the world? Yeah. Why, why, why? If you want to make something up like that, you make a movie. You write a book. That's right. That's right. You don't make bones and remains. Yeah. And then just scatter them all throughout the world yeah it's uh it's a pretty but uh, when i think about that sort of argument i just i don't even want to deal with those people but, i i don't even want to get into it because i just i know where their brain is at and uh i i, I don't respect it you're gonna um, believe in something that has no proof yeah well we have the proof of dinosaurs and you're just gonna be like nah I'm just gonna leave it be you know i'm gonna and let then, them and then how about these fucking people who are like oh yeah humans and dinosaurs lived at the same time oh yeah yeah that's and, and, and T-Rex has ate pineapples. Yeah, I'd, I'd love, I'd love to, to see your science behind this. I'd love to. Uh, there's a museum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole museum, Mark Maron talks about it. Oh, that's uh, right. The Creationist that's Museum. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, have you seen Bill Nye debate the Creationist? No. Oh, it's hilarious. I gotta see it. Yeah, it's pretty uh. Uh, It's hilarious. But this, this uh, arguably, 
uh, creature that used to live this planet, I guess, uh, apparently. They, it has an interesting name. It's called the, uh, there you go for it. Uh, I yeah, I gotta, I gotta do it for you. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, these, these people, these scientists love their Latin and then also love making up Latin. Yeah. So these Canucks, these yeah. Canadian scientists give what's considered a vicious name to a relative of the T-Rex that they just discovered called the Thanatoristes, no, no, Thanatotheristes, there we go, Thanatotheristes degruderum, yeah, there you go, Mm -hmm. or degruderum, depending on how they decide to say it, but the thing that I thought was so interesting about the name was two parts of it, Yeah, and uh, that's the Thana part at the beginning, so, obviously, big fans of Thanos. Of course. And uh, the part in the second name, that's uh, Groot. Yeah. So, that, that's incredible, because they're just going to be like, hey man, we're Marvel heads. Yeah. Or maybe Marvel sponsored the dinosaur, huh? Sure. I mean, sure. why not? Because uh, they, they got that uh, big red T-Rex, mm-hmm. uh, d- d- devil dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moon girl devil dinosaur. He's pink, he's big red T-Rex, and... Uh, so maybe they're just like, hey man, we got to get in on the, our dinosaur game. Yeah, we're gonna get in on it, and then they're just like, hey, okay, well, we're not gonna name a devil dinosaur. Yeah, no, can't do that. That'd can't do crazy. that. The Christians would be up in arms. That's right. That's Let right. alone the and fact that this thing exists. We're already on the ropes with this. Yeah, guys. we're already yeah. we're already walking the thin ice. They do not. We like do us. not like us. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go for something else. Let's go something Thanos. Let's go Thanos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, you know, you, you, I think you looked it up. What uh, Thanos means. Right, the, the the first word of this dinosaur's name, which I wonder why they would name it something like that, because simply... Thanatotheristes. You got, you have to give presentations on this thing. You have to constantly talk about it. If you uh-huh. want it to be like a big discovery, people are going to start talking about it, and nobody's going to say this fucking name. Nobody's going to say it, but it is cool, because the first word, Thanatotheristes, means Reaper of Death in Greek. Thanatotheristes. Which is actually pretty, pretty dope. That is pretty sweet. Uh, yeah. Especially for something that's uh, you know related to T-Rex. But also, what's going to be the street name? Right, right. It can't, uh, it can't be... We'll call it the Thanagroot. It's a Thanagroot. Yeah, the, yeah, there we go. Thanagroot. Thanagroots. You yeah, because you get T-Rex, the, uh, you know, it's short for Tyrannosaurus right. Rex. Of course. But Rex, you get the so simple at the end. Thanatotheristes. Yeah. Degruderum. Thanagroot. It's a Thanagroot. Thanagroot. dinosaur. Yeah. Thanagroot. And if you think about it, it's not like he's just a Reaper of Death, but if you got the Groot in there, that's life. That's life. Groot, you get the Reaper of Death. Bringer of life. This beautiful creature Together. symbolizes everything. Honestly, it's our new mascot. I'm going to go ahead, go right out and say it. It's our new mascot. Thanatheristes de Grudem. Yeah, yeah. That's the DMT Pods logo. I'm down with that. That's, that's our thing now. Because you think, you know, we like to think of dinosaurs as lizards. Right. It's popular. Spielberg made the movie. But, uh, you know, it's, it's the closest thing to a crocodile. That's true. We like our crocs. We do. We like our alligators. Hey, you know me. I always have. I always will. You know, we get the Thanatoristes de Grudem on this podcast, man. That's our sign. That's, That's our label. label. Mm-hmm. DMT. Big DMT letters. Thanatoristes. 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 <laughs> and then we get, uh, but now, my thing, my question with it. Um, when is it going to be in Jurassic Park? Is it oh. going to be in Jurassic World? Because they take place kind of in the future. I am. 
If I if I ever get a chance to reboot Jurassic Park, I'm making the uh, Thamphoristes the main the main character of the movie. Yeah, he's gonna have a background. He's gonna come yeah. from a broken home. It's not just the main. He's animal. gonna be have, he's gonna be struggling in college. Mm-hmm. He's gonna overcome all of his obstacles. Sick of paying in Canadian currency. He yep. wants to move to America. Yeah, he's sick of the loonies. Yeah, what, he, like. And, and and the and the different colored money. That's right. He's like, I want it all green. I've had enough of this. I, this I want inflation. my coins. I want my coins to be almost worth nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm gonna move to America. Be be the Thanatheristes I was meant to be. Yeah. I'm gonna graduate at college. I'm gonna start my own business, my own concrete company, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be called Thanatheristes and Son <laughs> because newsflash, Jack, he's also a single father. I guarantee you Jeff Goldblum would do that movie. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, he'd be in the reboot. For oh, yeah, sure. For sure. He, he would have to be uh, uh, the uh, college professor. Of course. His, uh, his uh, architect professor and yeah. teach him. He would. And he'd be great. And he'd teach him about chaos and all the theories of that. You know? And the thing, the big lesson. Which would inspire him to be chaotic. The big lesson. The whole theme, the whole moral of the story is that life... Uh, 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 finds a way. That's and isn't that what uh, Jurassic Park is all about? That's to be yeah. with. You know, you're gonna have to put that right there on the poster. Life, uh, 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 finds that's a way. way. <laughs> uh, you know what else finds a way? What's that, Jack? The NFL. The NFL finds a way. The to NFL throw wrenches into everything. Uh, as far as Jack's picks goes this week, you know there aren't a lot of big. Th- There's the Wilder Fury fight, but I don't know much about either of those. I guys. don't either. I just know that I learned about who. Tyson Fury was this past week, and I don't like him. Yeah, he's yeah. a douche. I, I, I'm going for you Wilder. Know, I'm um, only able to get over Conor McGregor's douchiness because he can back it up. But Tyson Fury, I just I hear him talking the shit that he was talking yeah. to Wilder, and I'm just like, I hope this dude, get, I hope this white boy gets his ass kicked. Yeah, I get. I, I hope they beat this whitey's ass. As you do know? I. As and, do I. Uh, also, to have the name Tyson Fury, that's just annoying as fuck. Anybody who's got a name like that, Fury. Yeah. Something that's like a, an intentionally strong last name. Mm. I really just don't. I question their entire family's lineage. First of all, it's not their family name. One person had to change it. Yeah, literally. At some point. Literally. Like, oh, we're going to be the Furies. <laughs> we're going to be the Furies. The Furies. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, this whole Smith shit stops here. We're yeah. not, not going to be bitch Smiths. We're going to be, be furious. Yeah, we're going to be furious. Uh, I'm so angry all the time. So, let's go wilder. Let's get wilder. Yeah. And let's win this thing, you know? Um, Beat that white ass. Please. Please, for the love of God. Uh, but, what I will talk about is the apparent, probably going to happen, new playoff structure in the NFL. Um, yeah, you were you were telling me, but I, I, I said, hold up on the spoiler alert. Right. Let's save it for the show. So, yes. uh, they're changing it. So they're changing up uh, this whole collective bargaining agreement between the owners and the players. Apparently, what does that mean, collective it, bargaining? Uh, from my very basic remedial understanding, it's basically when the two sides get together and they talk <laughs> so about AFC and NFC. Uh, it's like the owners of the teams and then the players who are like the okay. players that represent all of the players come together and they try to mix the game and the business. So like the uh, NFLPA. Yeah, 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 okay. pretty much. And they come together and they say, hey, like this is how much we should get paid based on you know, your cap. This is kind of how we see this, the season going. Mm-hmm. These are like kind of the safety adjustments that we'd like. Uh, we should let Tom Brady go free. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should <laughs> ban these other people. We should appeal these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get together. They talk about these things. So apparently something, as you know, the owners want to make a 17-game season, which looks like it's probably going to happen. Okay. But with which... that... 
And, I mean, gives us an extra week the only thing, of the season. The only thing I've heard about it that I, I agree with that annoys me is like an 8-8 eight and eight team is very diagnosable. You're like, you see an 8-8 eight and eight team, you know... They're very middle oh, of the road. I make it an odd number. Yeah. If you, it, it, once you get all these mixes of like, you know, now we've got, what would it end up being? It would be like nine and eight or eight and nine teams. And that's such a tricky thing to diagnose and define yeah. if it was a good team or a fluke season. Or, and yeah, and also 500 ain't bad. No, no. I mean, it just it just makes the league a lot easier to understand and diagnose. So you have to have a winning season or a losing season. Pretty much, that's, yeah. That's okay. And with that, the playoffs would expand to seven teams in each conference. And so one team would lose a bye week. So it would have been like, it would it would still would have been like Eagles, Seahawks, Vikings, Saints, Bills, Texans, and uh, Titans, Patriots, but then there would so there'd been, be a bye week in the postseason. There would be one bye week for the uh, like the 49ers and the Ravens would have gotten a bye week, and then the Chiefs would have had to play the Steelers, and the Packers would have had to play the Rams. They would have the two would have to play the seven seed. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like I, I mean, that's too means there'd be odd six numbers. Games. Odd numbers makes it too confusing, man. Mm-hmm. That's. Uh, yeah, because in that case, uh, and, and and don't get me wrong, it, it's no, it it's more sense. football. Yeah, it's more football. More teams have but more opportunities. What but cost? It's like I wouldn't have wanted to see those what Steelers. Benefit? Yeah, I wouldn't have wanted to see uh, Duck Hodges play in the playoffs. Like, that would have been boring. I, they would have gotten slaughtered by the Chiefs. It wouldn't have been a good game, you know. Um, Maybe Rams Packers would have been somewhat entertaining, but uh, you know the, the, the Rams were their own worst enemy. You don't this need those games. Yeah, there's a reason that they didn't make it, and I like having the two teams that have a bye week get a chance to have a bye week. What's up? Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's a weird. Stru- that's such a weird fucking structure, man. Yeah, I mean, again, I like it. You get, you get. You, you know, know what they should do is this thing that I've been seeing floating around about the XFL. Is that the XFL should play all the way through, mm-hmm. and uh, whoever wins, like whatever their championship is, mm-hmm. that person plays then the worst team in the NFL, Ooh. and they play in the, that worst team. And if they win, they get to graduate to the NFL, and that team gets demoted to the XFL. That's cool. Yeah, right. That could be interesting. That would be a cool fucking system, right? That could be very because you know back in the days when it was like AFL NFL, you know. Or ABA NBA, yeah, they they play each other, but also it'd be their own unique championship. Yeah, but that'd be cool to have them, you know, be swapping because yeah. then that had stakes. The Browns would really have something to it play had for. Had some finally. real yeah. stakes for the Browns, for the uh, Jaguars, the Jags, the, the Bengals, Dolphins the, this past Dolphins, year, the fucking all these teams. Like, can you yeah. imagine if like? The Dolphins were one of the most storied franchise. The Giants, the most storied franchise yeah. in the NFL, get moved to the XFL. To the XFL sucks as a so punishment. Bad. As yeah. a punishment, they have to go play in a different league with different rules. That'd be fantastic. And players who couldn't make it into the NFL. How is that? Gl- how would that feel? How does that sting? Yeah. You hey, know? get the Seattle Dragons yeah. playing the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. <laughs> Competition. Yeah. Ooh, big. Big competition. Real deal. Yes, you yeah. get the Dallas and Houston teams duking it out. Honestly, it look, it's looking like the Roughnecks could be better than the Cowboys. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? 
DC Defenders taking over for the Redskins. Yeah, right. They're actually good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's they have sold more tickets. Like we said it last or two weeks ago. Like I, I brought it up that on that opening game, the Defenders sold more tickets for that game than any other games, home games for the uh, Redskins. Mm-hmm. And it's been consistent. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, that's real. The NFL succeeding. It's hey, I like it. I, it's I'm... it's a new thing. Sure, we didn't watch it this past week. We have live, so things get in the way. Yeah, you can't always watch the XFL. I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Sure, you know, but I, I'm gonna watch the XFL Bowl, whatever oh, that is. I'll be seeing it. The X Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna happen, and it's gonna be a thing. I'm setting aside time because the XFL is that important. Yeah, if we're gonna start fucking around with the NFL playoffs, let's fuck around with the XFL as well. Let's exactly. get involved. Yeah, get it going and make it like a puppy mill. For yeah. the NFL. For These real? people can graduate to the NFL off the teams and stuff. You can get your, uh, and then you can get your redemption players. You get your Johnny Manziels. You get your Antonio Browns. You get them on the XFL. And then fight on the gridiron yeah. to get their way back to the NFL. And then these XFL teams become and then more and more teams. legitimate. And yes. then all of a sudden, you've, you've just added eight teams to the NFL. Then all of a sudden, billions. More billions. Yeah. You know? Then you get uh, Jameis Winston fighting for his life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to try and keep <laughs> to get the, to the Tampa Vipers. Bay Buccaneers from falling to the Vipers. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. How sad. Flipping sides. You know what else is sad, Sammy? B? Yeah, show, tell, tell me what's sad, Jack. Our last headline of the day uh, is, uh, God, this generation and what cell phones have done to us, man. 36-year-old woman has been arrested for calling 911 after her parents shut off her cell phone. Apparently, uh, she repeatedly called the emergency dispatchers when her parents um, refu- or refused to turn back on her phone, wow. and she became belligerent. And again, I got, she got arrested for this. Fair. Yeah. She should be locked up. Mm-hmm. And no phone. No phone. You don't, you don't get that one phone call. Because you... if you use that one phone call, and that one phone call is 911. Because no matter what, every cell phone is equipped with the ability to call 911 without needing a provider or service or anything like that. That is correct. So that's the one person she could call. She calls 911 because mm-hmm. she's got her phone taken away, man. How sad. There's yeah. so many There's so many things. Like Think about... Like I, I just try to think, put myself in the shoes of these people. Like I want to know how that nine one one phone call. Yikes! Yeah, yeah. Yikes! That looks like that looks like a thirty six year old woman. She looks like she lives her life on, her, on phone. her phone. She looks like she has one of the most unlikable qualities in a person. And I'm sure you can relate to this. Is the person who's on their phone all the time, but you know you'll be sitting in a room on your phone even. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, they're in the same room as this person. They're on their phone and they exclaim. Yeah. About stuff that they see on their phone to try to get you to ask what they just shot. Yeah, literally. So th- they could turn their phone and just be like, isn't it funny? It's never funny. No. Don't bite. Don't no. don't take the bait. I feel like that's her, and that's also her identity. This woman She doesn't have an identity, so she's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna say like I just say you throw past a meme. Mm. And then she's like, ha! And then you're just like, what? This woman looks like a cave-dwelling goblin on heroin withdrawals. Uh, yeah. That's what she looks she like. She looks like Yennefer before she got turned into the actual wizardess or sorceress mage that she is. She looks like... She looks like janky Yennefer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there we go. <laughs> With the fucked up jaw and the hunchback. Yeah. It, it's amazing. She she uh, had a $2,500 bond. She got a fourth degree felony. 
Um, Jeez. Yeah, that's for disrupting public services. So they pretty much they arrested her because she was distracting the cops. Right. Yeah, you know, taking up their time when it's like somebody could be on the phone, on the other line, getting stabbed repeatedly in the chest. Mm-hmm. And then this jackass is like, I can't get on Facebook! Yeah. Yeah, literally. Ah! Oh my god. Definitely definitely uses Facebook as her primary mode of communication. Mm -hmm. Definitely posts statuses like, ah, today sucked. Don't talk to me. I bet you. As bait to try to get people to be like, oh no, what's wrong? I bet you. Definitely that that person. She put the hashtag woke somewhere on something. Somewhere. And then did this. Made some other person's problem about her. Mm -hmm. Definitely did that. And definitely. Decided to use the emergency services mm-hmm. of our country, what our tax-paying dollars go to, right. to just be like, my parents shut off my phone! Yeah. Wah! Well, hey, guess what? Newsflash, you're 30 fucking six! <laughs> you should be paying for your own goddamn phone! I'm 24, my dad pays for my phone, that makes sense! Right, of course. You of know? Course. And you, you grow up! Yeah. Yeah, literally, why are, you, why are you allowing your parents to continue to pay for this? Uh, and this reaction is just glaring, uh, you know, uh, gleaning upon a message, uh, issue in this country, is that phone addiction is real. Yeah. Phone addiction is harmful. This is a problem. Phone addiction is ruining people's lives because people are calling 911 while other people are getting murdered, and those calls aren't going through. Yeah, yeah. They just, 911, what's your emergency? Oh my god, uh, my mom wouldn't turn back on my phone. Uh. I'm sorry, this is what you called for? Uh, are you being, are you in any danger? Do you, is that why you can't, uh, you know, get on? You know? Are you fucking serious right now? I can't get on Instagram. What do you mean danger? Fuck yes. I don't know what's going mm-hmm. on. People aren't, I don't know how many likes I have. Okay, that, that's not danger. That's FOMO. That's fear of FOMO? missing out. Excuse me, do you even have a cell phone? Yes, I do, and... Okay, how are you all... Do you have it right now? Can I use it, please? No. I need it. Okay, the longer we're on this call, the more I'm missing calls that could be potential crimes. What could possibly be more important than this? Millions of things. I'm sorry, but you... you, Millions? How about my millions of followers hmm, that I'm working on getting right now, as we speak, when my phone gets back to me? Okay, but... That's not an emergency. Oh my god! You just won't stop talking and helping me, it's please! It's not an emergency. I can't help you. I'm not Verizon. What I mean, is I Verizon? How old are you? 36. Gonna be 37 and your parents pay for your phone. How am I supposed to enjoy my 37th birthday if I don't have my fucking phone, sir? By living in the real world. Sorry to tell you, but you have to live in the real world. This is unacceptable. This is unreasonable. And I'm suing you. Ma'am. I'm suing you. You are breaking the law right now. Let me Google where... Oh, sorry. I don't have my fucking By taking up this time. You're breaking the law right now. I'm sending cops over right now to pick you up. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Are you putting those handcuffs? You know, I kind of like that. Hey, ow! Ow! Give me back my fucking phone! And then it just goes dead. And the other person on the other end is like... I... The, the dispatcher, obviously, was the hero of the day. That's right. The dispatcher, I mean, got the cops to go there, you know? because the, the, He did his job. He got them he or she dispatched. Got them to, to dispatch. She did call 911. The cops did show up. However, her parents are off the hook because her parents, frankly, 
Actually, her parents probably should have been arrested for yeah. paying for her phone for so fucking long. Yes, they should have. They should have arrested the parents and then taken her phone away, t- sent her to a rehab. There needs to be rehab for people addicted to phones. The beauty is that we got a criminal off the streets. And that's that's really the most important that thing. That is the most important thing. Justice was delivered. Mm-hmm. Now the true villain, the parents, that needs to be handled. Oh yes, they trust me. You think you think the woman's in trouble. Just wait till the court date. Get, get a spanking. Uh, yeah. Right on their booties. I feel like Judge Judy is going to be the best person to, to deal with this, you know? Yep. Or Jerry Springer. Or Jerry Springer. Oh, yeah. Judge Jerry. Yeah, Judge Jerry. We got to get yeah. Judge Jerry on the case. All over the place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's what's been happening in America. Yeah. That's what, we, that's what well. we missed in uh, the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, and honestly, I, uh, I got to say, wow. Yeah. We just keep, we keep. As a species, we keep it alive. We're improving. We're getting stronger. Um, we are we are advancing mm-hmm. as a, as a as a collective human being, as sapiens. Yes, we are evolving exactly into uh, pathetic stripping uh, dinosaur misnaming buffoons. Yes, yes, I'm excited. And, and it's so productive. Hey, it helps us. It gives us material. Can you imagine if these exactly. people didn't exist? This podcast would be a quarter of the length. Yeah, quarter of the life without these people. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, strange. strange we, we, need them. we need them. We need movies. We, we do need, need uh, movies. books. We need cartoons. I'll tell you what, oh. what movie everybody should see. What's that, Jack? Jojo Rabbit. You saw Jojo Rabbit? I saw Jojo Rabbit. Oh, I need to see Jojo Rabbit. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. Taika knocks it out of the park. He plays Hitler to a T. The cast is phenomenal. The kids the kids are hilarious. I would love that to go on my obituaries. Played a great Hitler. Played, yeah. <laughs> Played the most phenomenal. That's what I want to be remembered for. Killed it as Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did phenomenal. It's written and directed beautifully. It's uh, it's shot beautifully. Sam Rockwell's great. Scarjo. Yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, Theon's in it. Uh, oh yeah, Theon. I thought it was uh, Donald Gleason. Yeah, Theon's uh, in uh, it. Alfie uh, Allen. Rebel Wilson. I, I said, oh, yeah, Rebel Wilson. I said about half hour into it when I saw Rebel Wilson, who she was going to be. I looked over. I was like, oh, good. This is going to be a movie where I like Rebel Wilson. The Rebs. Yeah. yeah. This is where I like her. This uh, is going to be cats. Yeah, exactly. It, it was It was fun. It was good times. Uh, like I told you, it, it was great in so many ways, especially because it didn't do any of the things I was worried it would do. Yeah. Which namely was like, I was worried that it would be like... Too much about like World War Two and the idea of that itself, which it was, but like it was more just like that was just the background. It was just the background, like that was the, the World War Two and Nazi Germany. It was just a vehicle for a bigger story, mm-hmm. for a more intimate and personal story, and it just like it just was like, you know, we we do so many different films, so the much artistic. Thing about doing that is, is setting something in wartime is that it makes the uh, world a singular thing. Yeah. Because everybody's focused on that war. So it's like you got all the Germans in the movie. They're either in uniform or, you know, in some way occupied by the fucking war. Yeah. So that's got everybody on the same page. You know, it's a lot harder to just create a story like that when everybody's all over the place. Mm -hmm. You know, so it makes it kind of a more intimate story because everybody's on the same page. Well, it's just cool to see, like, a movie legitimately told from the perspective of a Nazi child. (laughs) uh, He wants to be the best Nazi, huh? He does. I mean, he really does. And it's like, well, it just makes sense because you're like, oh, you know, he doesn't know any better. Like, this is how we're all raised. Like, it's all the same. Like, we want to be 
we're loyal to whatever we're loyal to, you know, and it affects the way we live our life, but we can grow and we can change and mm-hmm. move forward. It's a great movie. It's, it's a great, great movie. It's great. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I think it should have beat Parasite, but man, that didn't win Best Original Screenplay. Yes, Taika won. Nice. Okay, good. Yeah, it he, deserved that. He got the Jordan Peele Award. Yes, as yeah. it should have. That's the perfect award for it. So, yeah. Jojo Rabbit, two big old thumbs up. All uh, right, uh, yeah. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, Something you should check out is something that I watched this past well, yesterday actually is uh, Doctor Sleep, okay, okay, which is the sequel to The Shining, and uh, it was good. It was really good. So how it came about seeing that movie, I knew it came out and everything. I knew that it was a sequel to The Shining, and I did know that Stephen King wrote the book mm-hmm. recently. So it did. You know, it was going to be doing justice. But also, I was just kind of like, sequel to The Shining, like, can't fuck with that Kubrick movie. Yeah. You've got to see it. Okay. You've got to see both of them. Because The Shining is like, I watch it like year, annually. Mm-hmm. It's that good. It's, it's one of those, like, you can't fuck with this movie kind of good. Yeah. But it did change quite a bit from the uh, original story. Didn't focus on The Shine itself. Uh, like the story did didn't explain it all that much it was just sort of like a uh, cosmic spiritual driving force in the movie right but the movie was through and through a horror movie okay and uh Stephen King has been famous for hating it mm-hmm. he hated that cute that Kubrick version of The Shining which I did not know and I'd forgotten where I'd heard about it until I started talking to Tanner and this is how this all came about was that we saw this, he sent me this article that uh, the guy who made this movie did such a great job that, and he fought really, really hard to make this movie a straight up sequel to the Kubrick movie mm-hmm. instead of just doing kind of like what Watchmen did, where it's like, you know, the movie of Watchmen changed so much about the book that the show kept all the stuff that it changed from the book, like the giant squid and all that shit. Right. So this was just like that, except it's like we gotta. People are so familiar with that movie that it would be so much more accessible if we had the, you know, Stanley Hotel. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think they actually filmed at the Stanley Hotel this time around, but you know, they had all the interiors looking the same. Like he did all the background imagery the same with the Native American stuff, which. You got it. It made me want to rewatch this documentary that I saw called Room Two Thirty Seven, mm-hmm. and it is a deep dive into The Shining and mm-hmm. everything that St- Stanley Kubrick did. Because it's like he has all these like pictures on the wall that aren't even in focus, like you can barely see. These people have gone through that movie frame by frame to see this imagery and stuff. And the movie ultimately becomes to be about the Native American geno- genocide. Right. That's what. The Shining movie was about. Uh, I see. But it's subtle imagery all over the place. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you, I'd say watch The Shining, watch Room 237, rewatch The Shining, and then watch Dr. Sleep. Because what Dr. Sleep was, like, the story is, uh, you know, you get Danny Torrance, the kid from The Shining. He's grown up now. And because he's got The Shine, it's kind of fucked him up. Yeah, I You know, imagine. he went through all that shit at the Overlook Hotel, talking to the the fucking twins seeing the old lady in the bathtub and all that shit and it was just so fucking uh brutal that of course he became an alcoholic like jesus christ that's some heavy shit but stephen king like when he wrote this he 
didn't want it to just be let's do the shining more but better mm-hmm. like same but different kind of thing he just expanded upon it made a whole unique different story mm-hmm. that built upon what he made in the 80s and uh you know i was worried i'm like how much of a faithful adaptation of the book is this gonna be is it gonna be any good it was good so like uh oh it was ready player one tanner and i were talking about it because that movie that movie every time i watch it i'm just like what the fuck stephen king stephen king is so so good of a filmmaker so established of a filmmaker that that movie he literally got to play with every other movie like he wanted to yeah so i'm sure it was a scene in the book but it takes place in stanley kubrick's the shining and they mentioned it in that movie that you know stephen king hated that version but it's one of the whoever the willy wonka guy's favorite movies of all time so mm-hmm. it takes place in there so you literally are like inside of a stephen king or steven spielberg movie they're inside of a Stanley Kubrick movie with these different characters. He just gets to make a movie with someone else's movie yeah. as the set piece. And it's just like, that fucking movie's crazy. Yeah. And every time I watch it, I'm like, he gets King Kong. He gets the DeLorean. He gets his own T-Rex. He gets the Iron Giant, which he produced that movie. Mm. Like, he gets all the... He gets everything and throws it into one fucking movie. He's like, bitch, I'm Spielberg. I get to. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. yeah. But uh, this movie, it was really fucking good. And like, explores the shine and so there's like this group of these really creepy fucking uh like they look like carnies mm-hmm. but the main chick uh she I was always wearing a top hat she really doubles down on this ridiculous top hat in like 2018 whenever it's set i think yeah. it's set in 18 uh she's wearing this ridiculous top hat the whole time and from the start of the movie you think oh they're eating kids and they're eating kids who have the shine mm, gotcha uh, to stay alive, to keep young and all this stuff. But you don't see it. Right. But I'm just like, right out the gate, I'm like, Stephen King really likes making stories about kids getting eaten. <laughs> you know, like with It and then um, that Outsider show. Uh-huh. He just likes having kids get eaten, or kids get killed at least. And, yeah, her yeah. with the top hat. She looks ridiculous the whole fucking movie. She looks like she should be in the 1880s, <laughs> but she's in 2018 with that dumb fucking top hat. She's into it. Yeah, doubles down. Doubles down, man. Doubles down hard. <laughs> but there's this one scene in particular where you actually see what they do with the kids. Because leading up to it, they were snatching kids. Then they get Jacob Tremblay. You know that kid, right? Mm-hmm. He's from The Predator. He's been in Room. He's one of the uh, biggest names in child acting today. Mm-hmm. So they get him to play this kid. Uh, and he's like this baseball kid who's got the shine and he's really good at baseball. And he gets kidnapped, and they show you what they do. And what they do is they torture the absolute shit out of him, slicing him and all this stuff. And he's breathing out this, like, uh, you know, foggy essence stuff. Uh-huh. And it's, it's the shine, and since it's concentrated in kids. And, of course, they said they like eating kids because they like scaring them. Uh-huh. And it tastes better when they're, when they're scared, and they just get more pure straight to the source from the kids uh. so and, that, and like you didn't have to see you only really see his face and he's screaming and it gets bloodier and bloodier and bloodier and you're just like what the 
fuck. I didn't have to see the actual torture they were doing. Yeah. It was rough enough. And I'm like, they got that kid just to come in for this one scene and get tortured. Fuck me, man. And then, you know, Ian McGregor is talking with this other little girl, which she starts off, I think she's like six or something, eight years. Yeah, so she's like five at the beginning of the movie. And then eight years passes, he gets sober and starts working at this, like, old folks home and he's called dr sleep his nickname's doc i can't remember why they called him doc but he's dr sleep Mm -hmm. him and this cat find the people who are about to pass away and he helps them get to the other side Mm -hmm. and so he's been doing that but all this time he's been communicating with this little girl who has the shine apparently she has it so much that these other fucking people sense her and they're trying to find her so he's got to protect her and defeat these people and it all leads up to going back to the Overlook Hotel at the end. It is quite the climax. It's a very good movie. I recommend it. Watch The Shining, Room 237. Watch The Shining again, Doctor Sleep. Got it. Because it's really good. It's going to be a hell of a week. You could probably pass uh, on the second viewing of The Shining if you don't want to watch it again. But <laughs> it's this movie did a great job. I, I kind of want to read the books now. Mm-hmm. But... As far as continuing the Stanley Kubrick movie, but also not redoing it. Right. You know, because you see all these, like, fucking reboot, remake sequels. That It's like Force Awakens. They just copied and pasted it with a new skin. Yeah. Like, this is a totally unique story. Nice. Set after the events of The Shining. Cool. It's very good. So awesome. I recommend, recommend that. Hell yeah, man. I'll check it out. Yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. No doubt, no doubt. That's what's up, that's what's up. Mm, definitely, definitely, definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. definitely. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah, man! Uh, Anything that, else in your brain? I don't know. I'm feeling good. Feeling good myself. Hey, Hell yeah. yeah. So, uh, like, share, subscribe, comment, whatever the fuck that you have to do to help people engage with the show. Mm-hmm. Engage with the show. Get people to listen because we like it. We like people listening. Yeah, you know, it's the best. And uh, that's why we do it. Yeah. From the very bottom of my heart, I say it with the most love. Take it sleazy. Hey, love you guys. <laughs> Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.